Methodism, for any of you that don't know, this weekend is annual conference. That's when all of the Methodist churches from our conference, which is the majority of the state of Virginia, they all got together in the Hampton Roads area this weekend. There was a bunch of worship. They did fun legislative body things. Honestly, I've never been. I'm not 100% sure what happens. But I know it's great. Uh, Trisha and Steve Cox are there from Fieldstone representing us. She said there was no great exciting happenings to report back on. I did ask. Um, so as long as I've been at Fieldstone, um, the spy director has preached on annual conference Sunday. And often our uh, Sunday morning theme for the, s the sermon series on Sundays for the summer mirrors that that spy goes through each week. Um, due to the pa pastor transition and my want to have the spy sermons be a lot more directly related to youth, uh, we're not doing that this summer. So instead, I'm going to attempt to take an entire sermon series and wrap it up in one sermon. So bear with me. There's a couple of abrupt transitions just because it's a little bit of a tricky thing to do. All right. Um, before we begin, let's pray. Dear God, um, thank you for everybody in the church this morning. Thank you for the energy that the band brought us. Uh, and please be with me as I bring what I hope to be your word. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Um, our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 10, verse 27. It's going to be on the screen behind me, but if anybody desires a physical Bible, there's some in the back over there. He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. This is the word of God for the people of God. Most of you know Nina Miller. Well, a couple summers ago, Nina and I became obsessed with WikiHow. It started as a joke. Nina asked me for advice about a boy, and not knowing what to say, I Googled it. And when you Google something that starts with how to blank, the WikiHow is often the very first link. So. WikiHow taught us how to tell if he likes you, and how to flirt online, and how to start a relationship in just three easy steps with pictures. <laughs> but the thing is, starting a relationship cannot be boiled down to three easy cookie cutter steps accompanied by this cartoon picture of a couple making a connection. <laughs> and while we do that, we kept turning to WikiHow for advice. The oversimplification appeals to me. Complicated emotions and interactions take it, are taken out of the picture and replaced with simple instructions. So, in Luke chapter 10, we get the biblical version of WikiHow. A lawyer, a, lawyer talking, a lawyer talking to Jesus lays out the path to receiving eternal life to us. Again, in just a few easy steps. All you have to do is love the Lord your God, all right, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Easy, right? I wish. All your heart, soul, mind, and strength is a crazy concept. I find it easier to relate to some parts of this than others. All my strength, I feel like I almost get. It reminds me of my black belt test. It was a three-hour test of mental and physical endurance. It started with running a mile while holding a 12-pound medicine ball. The entire rest of the first hour was meant to physically exhaust you. Only once were you exhausted did the actual test of your knowledge start. The second hour was about executing technique. The third hour was sparring. And in the last 30 minutes, when you were completely gassed and had nothing left to give, fresh fighters were brought, 
were brought in. Even now, I still remember how that felt. How even though my mind wanted to keep going, my body wanted to give up. All of my martial arts friends agree with me. We have no clue how we made it through that last bit. But clearly I did. All my mind, I can also relate to. My sophomore spring of college was the hardest semester I've ever had. I was taking classes like differential equations and mechanics of deformable bodies, and I was struggling. And of course, I had five finals scheduled in three days. I put more concentrated effort into schoolwork in that weekend than I have in my entire life. I actually pulled my GPA for the semester up by almost 0.5, still not sure how. But with 12 minutes left in my last final, I almost gave up. It was, the test was computational problems with multiple choice answers. I know several people in this room have taken the deforms final, would not recommend. Um, and I was not getting an answer choice. Well, I had made it that far. I figured it would have to be good enough. Just as I was about to throw in the towel and give up, I had a realization. I can't even remember exactly what it was, something about the direction of forces leading to needing to analyze a different kind of strength and use a different formula. But I got answer choices for four more questions right before they called time. I remember sitting outside of Burris, waiting for the bus, unable to think any rational thought. I had used all my mind up on tests. All right, so if I was listening to this sermon, this is the point where I'd probably start zoning out, looking around the room, you know, rereading the banners, maybe checking out the pastor's t-shirt. So yes, you've noticed my shirt. Great, thanks, I'm so excited that you did. And I bet you've been wondering this whole time, what's the meaning behind it? Well, let me tell you a story about puzzles. My mom really likes to do puzzles. For the past several years, she's always had a different 1,000-piece puzzle she's working on. My family's even glued together and framed a couple. And as my mom has gotten into it, the puzzles have gotten progressively harder. Now the ones she works on, just kind of a tiny sea of puzzle pieces that all look alike to me. I'm lost staring at them. When she gets most of it together, I can start to tell what the puzzle looks like. And when she finishes, it's a masterpiece. I think about the verse we read in the same way. I can locate the strength piece of the puzzle and the mind piece of the puzzle, but I'm still lost when it comes to the other ones. Giving God all my heart and all my soul? That scares me. I'm at the point where I can tell what the puzzle is supposed to look like, but I'm not there yet. So now my question has become, what pieces are still missing from my puzzle? I've spent the past week and a half pondering that question. Some obvious things have popped up, like putting God first and having your heart in the right place. But I still felt like I was missing a piece. So I decided to crowdsource my sermon. Well, not exactly, but I did ask several friends from Wesley about it. And boy, did they put the pieces together for me. And I could have skipped ahead to this part and acted like I had it all together. But I think understanding the difference between the ways of looking at this verse is pretty key. So instead of focusing on each individual piece, my mind was look opened to looking at how they all work together. Each of the four parts can be linked to a different aspect of our overall faith and relationship with God. Heart is empathy for people, your feelings. Uh, soul is worship and prayer. Strength is doing mission work and the physical toll your body takes. Mind is studying and learning about the Bible and God. All four of these work together to love God. Love doesn't just happen when, with your heart. It also happens in soulful worship 
and thoughtful study. Heart, mind, strength, and soul work together to love God. Obviously, everybody is, <laughs> excuse me, everybody is unique and will identify with one part of this more than others. However, if you just focus on one part too much, you end up a half-full person. The examples I used earlier were about giving all of my strength and all of my mind, but not to God. In order to truly follow the path laid out for us in the verse we just read, you have to love God with all the pieces. So what does loving God with all the pieces look like? Good for us, we've got the next easy step. Loving your neighbor as yourself. So this directive often gets discussed on a personal level, but today I want to look at it as like a whole Fieldstone congregation. On a whole church scale, this looks like outward and inward love. Outward love is going out into our community to find God's love in unexpected places and share God's love with those who least expect it. Joking about our mission statement aside, this is the service work we do in the New River Valley. It's Spy, the Giving Tree Food Pantry, Backpack Blast, Angel Tree, Hosting to Our House, and so many other things. Fieldstone does this part great. We are all about loving our neighbor. Inward love is the part I personally feel like we can struggle with. Sometimes we give to others and starve ourselves. Inward love is what we are doing within the congregation to support each other. It's prayer team and discipleship studies and folks getting together with, for dinner. It's game nights and potlucks. This inward love is a chance for us to support those around us. Our leadership team has been discussing us a lot this year. Trisha Cox has given us some great insight on how to provide more opportunities for inward love. But it takes more than just some well-intentioned events to make this happen. It takes this whole congregation working together. So I thought of some ways to put the pieces together to love your neighbor in the pew as yourself. For heart, empathy for people, give somebody a hug, a physical reminder that you were there for them. For soul, worship and prayer, this week when you're praying to God, normal prayers, add one in for somebody in this room. For mind, studying the Bible and God, share your favorite Bible verse that helped you through a tough time with someone in a similar situation. And for strength, mission work and physical toil, offer to help your neighbor with something. Maybe it's yard work or childcare. As we go out this week, think about how the pieces fit together in your life. What piece of your puzzle is still missing? How can you let God into your life and transform it into a, ma into a masterpiece that is uniquely you? And how can you help show some love inward to the Fieldstone community? I'll leave you all with the same benediction we give the youth each Friday morning as they head home from their week of service. It comes from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift God's countenance upon you and give you peace. Let us pray. God, please be with all the pieces of us, the ones we love and the ones we don't, the ones we think we connect with and the ones you know we do, even if we don't. Help us connect to you in a new way this week and grow in our faith by loving our neighbor as ourself. Amen.